Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. It's official. Joe Biden is officially, officially the worst president of the 21st century. We're going to dig into that in a little bit, but don't worry. First, we're going to go ahead and start things off by introducing myself. I am Brian Nichols, your humble host on today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Looking forward to this conversation uh, as we're going to have a great guest. But before we get there, I want to go ahead and introduce our amazing sponsor for The Brian Nichols Show, and that is the Expat Money Summit 2022. Head to briannicholsshow.com where you can go ahead and grab your free tickets. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash expat, that is, and you can get your free tickets to this virtual summit. Uh, it's going to take place November 7th through November 11th, five days, 30 expert speakers. It is hosted by Mikel Thorpe. He's the founder of the Expat Money Podcast, and he is, again, going to be hosting the Expat Money Summit here this year. You watch for a week. I promise you will reap the benefits for generations. One more time, briannicholsshow.com forward slash expat. All right, folks. Yes, it is official. Joe Biden is, in fact, the worst president of the 21st century. And to help make the case, Senator Ted Harvey is joining us on the program. Ted Harvey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Ted. Looking forward to this conversation because, yeah, uh, Joe Biden, his presidency hasn't really been going off uh, or too well over the past few years. And uh, to your point, it's official. Yeah, he he officially is the worst uh, president in the United States. You just wrote a great article over at uh, the Washington Times, and uh, I'll go ahead and quickly read it. Work in politics long enough, and you'll start overthinking. Who's your target audience? Oh, that sounds familiar here. Uh, who's your? What's your key talking points? How do you persuade, persuade him or her to support you? In 2022, Republicans cannot fall into the trap of second-guessing themselves or overcomplicating the talking points. The path forward is simple. All signs point to a red wave. Every indicator shows President Biden floundering. His approval road rating is stuck in the 30%. That's tough. And just this past week, ABC News revealed that only 28% of Americans approve of Joe Biden's handling of inflation. Republicans are running against uh, Mr. Biden. End of story. That is the answer to all questions. The blueprint is simple. Expose Mr. Biden for his litany of failures since January 2021 and drive home the drive home, that point home again and again. Why? Because Mr. Biden is the worst American president in decades. Ted, the floor is yours. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And, you know, I, I, I've never seen a president or an administration that is, I, you know, you have to question, are they doing it on purpose to try to destroy the Democrat Party? Because they're pushing such radical um, policies that nobody in the mainstream of America supports these radical policies, whether it is doing away with the oil and gas industry and increasing gas prices to six, five and a half up to seven dollars a gallon um, and, and say that they're doing it on purpose to force everybody to go into renewable energy and, and electric cars. I mean, that is just ridiculous when we don't have the ability to have electric cars for um, the majority of the American people. We don't have electric um, semis. We don't have electric planes. We don't have electric chain trains, yet we are our economy is run on all of those things, and that is resulting in the cost of goods to go shooting through the roof. And this administration could care less, and it's going into election cycle, and they are losing people left and right. Not only did those polls show that, you know, 
20 something percent of Americans don't believe in his handling of the economy. But those same polls show that only 24 percent of Hispanics support the president. So that you're, you're seeing the largest one of the largest blocks of the Democrat Party for the last 20 years running away from them in droves. And that's why you see in southern Texas, you're seeing the, the Republicans in Hispanic communities winning city council races, taking over the majority of city council races, winning majority of the mayors down there. And we just had a significant congressional race last week where where the Republicans took that seat. So I think you're going to see a watershed year this election cycle come November. And the Democrats are going to be thrown out in mass because of how radically left this administration is. And um, yes, I say he's the worst president ever, but I everything that he's doing, he, he told us he was <laughs> going to do it when he was running for office. And now he's doing it and it's going to destroy the Democrat Party. Yep. Well, I don't know if you heard this, Ted, but... Our new press secretary was just on today, and she said, quote, right now we're not in a recession. Right now we're in a transition where we're going to go into a place of steady and stable. <laughs> I just you can't help but laugh. Steady and stable uh, growth here. Let's go ahead and uh, we're going to listen to our new press secretary as she outlines uh, the Biden view right now of our economy. Take a listen. The president said last week that um, uh, there's no inevitability around a recession, but there is a, a greater deal of, of market concern about uh, exactly that. And I know that inflation is your number one concern, but can you talk a little bit about if you're doing anything at all to prevent uh, a recession or a rise in unemployment? So the way that we see this, and you've heard us uh, talk about this, that we're in a moment of transition. Uh, we have we have seen uh, we are in a unique situation with our uh, with the historical uh, gains with our economy. Uh, the way that uh, we see it is unemployment rate has held steady at 3.6, which is also near historic uh, lows. Uh, business in investment remains strong. Uh, household balance sheets remain strong. Uh, there was an analysis that came out recently that showed middle class Americans had an additional ten thousand uh, dollars in savings then before the pandemic. Uh, another analysis found that all income groups had higher uh, checking account balances at the end of March than they had pre-pandemic. So we see that the strengths that we, our economic strength that we uh, have seen from this past year, from the action that the president has taken with the American Rescue Plan, uh, with what we have seen uh, with the historical gains, uh, that is going to help us deal uh, with the recession. Right now, we don't see a recession right now. Now, that is not we're not in a recession right now. Uh, right now, we're in a transition where we, we will we are uh, going to go into a place of stable and steady growth. And that's going to be uh, that's that's going to be our focus. Stable and steady growth. Ted, you heard her say it from her own words. And I mean, I, I don't know if it's gaslighting or to your point, it's just they they believe they actually believe this stuff. But historical gains in the economy just go talk to your average person and say how's the economy going they're like uh have you seen gas which i mean is gas really the, the best way to to show how an economy is going no but it is one of the easiest ways for somebody to just look and say like yeah things aren't going too hot gas is seven dollars a gallon my grocery cart is a third as full as it used to be but i'm still spending as just as much as i was if not more so your average person is feeling the pain right now but we're hearing nothing's wrong. Everything's great, Ted. Where Where is the miscommunication coming? And I guess back to my question, 
Is it truly just a matter of them being tone deaf and gaslighting, or do they actually believe this stuff? Well, I think it's all of the above. They are desperately trying to kind find some kind of narrative to give to the American people going into the election. And for the last year, literally, it was this inflation is transitory. It's going to go down by the time we get into the middle of 2022, and you don't have to worry about it. Now they're saying this is just... We're, we're in transition. What's the difference between transitory and in transition? Um, the, the, the inflation has not gone away. It has actually increased to 45-year highs. The, the consumer costs are shooting through the roof, so it's impacting low-income people that are having to pay for gas to go to work, and it's been more expensive for them in many cases to pay for the gas to get to work than they're getting paid at their jobs. Their, their grocery prices are through the roof, whether it's for chicken or for beef or for vegetables, because of the fuel costs to produce all of that. Um, the American people are not stupid. So the, the administration can try to gaslight them through the, through the election cycle, but the American people are not going to fall for it. They're not following for, falling for it. And that's why you see the president's approval ratings at the, at the lowest of any president in the history of polling, because the American people are not falling for it. And I don't think we're just in a recession right now. I think we are moving towards a depression. And you look at what's going on with the stock market, all of the gains that have happened over the last 16 months in the stock market have been washed away in the last two weeks. And so the administration was hoping to tout their success with the stock market and all-time highs and everything like that going into the election. Well, now that's been washed away. Um, you look at the bond market, you look at every market that's out there, um, the, the administration is floundering and the economy is floundering, and this is only going to get worse between now and November. <laughs> well, other than that, things are looking great, folks. Uh, well, Ted, Let's uh, give people some sense of optimism, right? Because here, we've scared them straight. They, they hear things aren't looking too good. So obviously, there are some plans of action and some recourse that we can take. You mentioned what's happening likely in 2022, and that is a massive, massive red wave coming here very, very soon. I think not just across a, the federal landscape, but also it's going to impact a lot of down-ballot races as well. And uh, let's talk about long-term vision. You're the, the head, the chair of StopJoe.com, which is the committee to not defend the president, which it used to be, but now the committee to defeat the president. So what is the main focus beyond, I guess, defeating Joe Biden? What resources are you bringing to the table to help, uh, ho I mean, hopefully, hold back the, the tide of the looming recession and depression without having some alternative forms of thought there on the marketplace of ideas. Well, you, you mentioned that it, it, the trickle down all the way down the ballot. Um, I, I think it's actually going to be just the opposite. I think what you saw last year at the, at the ballot box in Virginia and at school board races all across the country was you saw upset moms and dads going to the polling booth and throwing out school boards, uh, radical leftist, out of touch school boards all across the country. And these mom and dads that have ne never involved in politics before didn't just stop right there. They are, they are focusing on the state legislative races. They're still focused on uh, congressional races. And this is going to be a bottom-up revolution all across the country. I call it the second American revolution because that's where we fight our revolutions. It's, it's not with 
guns and bullets on the battlefields in the United States anymore. It is at the polling box. And that's where this revolution is going to be won or lost. And people out there want to take back their country. They want to take back their country for their kids and their grandkids. And they're sick and tired of the elitist, out-of-touch, um, Republican establishment, Democrat establishment that have been um, doing nothing but accumulating power to their benefit and not to the benefit of the American people. And so you're seeing people rise up that have never been involved in politics before, and they are taking back their country. This is way bigger than what we saw in the Tea Party movement. This is way bigger than what we saw in the um, contract with America with, with Newt Gingrich. Um, that was that was still the Republican Party um, controlling everything. This is no longer that. This is a grassroots ever effort of American patriots that are saying enough is enough with both parties, and they're taking back their country. Yeah, I I just had um, the American Freedom Tour here on the program, um, and we were talking about the, the fact that millions of people really around the country are, are the, you know, they're saying no, I'm not I'm not doing this anymore, and and that is something we've been talking about here in the program. You know, you, you mentioned it in your your article, tongue in cheek. You know, who's our target market? We have that conversation here on the show because I think sometimes, especially in the more pro liberty crowd, uh, we we sometimes don't know who we're speaking to and how to speak to people and. To your point of the article, sometimes you, you we just don't need to overthink it. There's and you men, mentioned this one stat and it blew me away. Eighty percent of American voters think that we're on the wrong track right now. Eighty percent—that's a big number. So if we look at that eighty percent as some folks who are looking at whatever's going on in the world right now, and specifically in America, and seeing objectively things aren't good and and something's on the wrong track right now, things need to go in a different direction that's a great place to start right there is the people who are actively acknowledging that things aren't good. And, and now they're maybe in the process of starting to look for alternatives. So what is the alternative? What is the, I guess, is it this case, the, the grassroots, as you mentioned, what's that, you know, is it going to be more a populist approach or are you seeing it's going to go back more to the, the real, the foundational principles of America, the, the, the liberty, the justice for all, um, going back to the, the roots, right. Of, of what it meant to be an American. Um, what are your thoughts there? You bet. I mean, you look at all of these candidates that are running all across the country that President Trump is endorsing and, and what they are espousing is make America first, right? Put in, put first and foremost the American people, the American consumer, the American worker, and the American constitution. And if you are not a candidate that is going to be defending the, the fundamental principles by which this country was founded upon, and it's all just for power and prestige for you individually, the American people are saying, no, we're not going to do that. And this is, this is across all spectrums. This is across all races. This is all, all um, economic um, lines. You're seeing um, the, the African-American population saying this CRT stuff that they're pushing in schools is ridiculous. We, we, we cannot tell our children that um, just because you are one race, you have something better than other races. And just because you are another race that you cannot succeed in this country. This is America. You have every opportunity in this country if you put your nose to the grindstone to become anything that you want to become because America is the greatest country on the face of the earth. And I don't care what nationality you are. People have been coming to this country for generations to achieve the American dream 
red, yellow, black or white. And they know that what the Democrats are pushing right now to to try to divide this country based on race is just a bunch of hogwash. And they're pushing back against that. And that's I think that's why you're seeing Donald Trump and other conservatives across the country being so well received by minorities of all stripes out there. They are they are saying we want what the Republican Party is is providing right now in these make America great America first uh, candidates. And it's interesting because you, you see the Democrats with the January 6th fiasco kangaroo court that's going on right now. They're desperately trying to make Donald Trump out to be the villain. Yet every Republican that's running for office right now is desperately wanting to have Donald Trump endorse them and, and support them in their elections. While at the same time, there's not one Democrat candidate in this country that wants to be seen standing next to Joe Biden. So I think that speaks volumes of where the American people are right now. They have they want nothing to do with the radical leftists that are running the Democrat Party, and they want everything to do with true constitutionalist conservatives that are going to fight for the American consumer, the American worker, and the principles that our country was founded upon. They're sick of all of this LGBT junk that's being pushed down the throats of our kids in the school system. They're sick of CRT. They're sick of mask mandates in the public schools. They're sick of their schools being shut down. And, and they're ready to get back to work and to save our country. And I think a lot of Democrats would dare say that having the attachment of Joe Biden um, and, and just the abysmal uh, successes, of, if we want to call them successes of his administration, because he has been getting a lot of his policies pushed through via executive order or he uses right now the, uh, the, the legislature that he has control of. So a lot of this, and I hate the the folks out there who who make the claim that well, this is all Trump's economy. This is you know this this wasn't Joe Biden's fault. Yeah, I mean let let's be real. That you Trump had the COVID pandemic start off. Now that the Fed uh, and you know Trump did push the the spending of you know trillions of dollars back into the economy back at the very beginning of the COVID pandemic. But Biden took that and he hit the the pedal to the metal. And then you look to where we are right now. Uh, he's trying to continue these policies, and it's only exacerbating right now the inflation we're having. And we're getting to a point where we're going to likely, to your point, hit stagflation while going into a recession uh, slash depression. So things aren't looking good. People are feeling the pain. And if people are feeling pain elsewhere in their maybe aches and pains, well, they need to go ahead and get today's sponsor. That is Ebels. Uh, Ebels. I use their freeze gel because it is absolutely incredible with regards to all my aches and pains. Uh, this one, I think, is around 500 milligrams. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, so you can go to briannicholshow.com and uh, it's all health. No no high CBD from Ebels. Uh, you can get your freeze gel at briannicholshow.com forward slash Ebels. Use code DBNS at checkout and get 15% off your order. I can't Cannot recommend Ebels enough. They've been one of our top sponsors here in the program since the very beginning. So one more time, get uh, your Ebels using code TBNS at checkout for 15% off at briannicholshow.com forward slash Ebels. All right, Ted, uh, I think we want to use the last bit of the, the focus of the episode here. I'm curious for 2024. Um, you're obviously close to, to President Trump, and I think we're seeing right now it's likely going to be him versus Ron DeSantis in some way, shape, or form for 2024. What are your thoughts in terms of where that's heading, and what would be the outcome if it was Trump or a DeSantis? Do you see there being a, a possible you know, difference in, in who the, the nominee is in terms of the outcome? And what would the, the outcome in terms of the actual electoral consequences be going forward? 
Well, first off, I'm not close with Trump. Um, as a PAC, I'm not allowed to mm. um, coordinate in any way with the campaigns. My so apologies. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I want to make sure we're all legal here. Um, having said that, I believe if if um, Trump's endorsed candidates this November win overwhelmingly, which I believe they will, I think he's about 103 um, victories in the primaries to about four losses. Um, I think if those candidates that he supported get across the finish line and win, that's going to set him up, set America up, um, set Congress up to be a much more conservative Congress. Um, and we will take back the House and we will take back the Senate with a much more conservative Congress. And I think that sets Trump up to be able to do whatever he wants. And if he wants to run for president, which I think he will, um, I think that everybody will step aside. There's no way DeSantis will run if Trump decides to run. And um, I think that if he does decide to run, not only will he run away with the primary, but he will win the general election as well. Because who are they going to put up there? Joe Biden? I don't know if he makes it even tell 2024. Um, you're certainly not going to have Kamala Harris be competitive. You're not going to have P Pete Buttigieg be competitive. Um, Andrew Cuomo, uh, McAuliffe out of Virginia. Um, I don't think so. So who did the Democrats have? on their bench that's ready to step up and run against Donald Trump. They don't have anybody. So I think Donald Trump would run away with it in 2024 if he wants to. Uh, and I think he does. But if he doesn't, then it's a free-for-all. And I think you're going to have a number of good candidates that would run. And DeSantis would be at the top of that list. But I think there's a lot of other good candidates that would step up as well. Um, and, and to all of them, the Democrats don't have a bench. So I think whoever the Republicans nominate, we're going to be in a very good shape going into the 2024 elections. All right, Ted. Unfortunately, we are already at the tail end of the episode. So we want to make sure folks get the call to action. So obviously, stopjoe.com is the website and the committee to defeat the president, not defend anymore, defeat the president. Uh, so, Ted, with that being said, uh, social media plugs, fire away. And if people want to continue the conversation, where can they go ahead and do that? You bet. Thank you very much. And thanks for the opportunity to be on the show. And yeah, go to go to our website, stopjoe.com. If you want to help us out, we are getting very, very actively involved in all of these U.S. Senate races across the country. We've got to take back the U.S. Senate. We're going to be focusing on Georgia and New Hampshire and Arizona and Nevada, um, important races that we've got to win. Um, and if you want to follow us on, on social media, follow us on Twitter at D defeat underscore Joe. You can do that on Facebook. You can do that on Twitter. You can do that on Getter. You can do that on Truth. Um, we are on all of those social media platforms. We'd love to have you follow us, but all of this is not free. So if you can go to our website at stopjoe.com, hit that donation page and help us, we'd appreciate it. Ted Harvey, thank you for joining us on the program. And folks, yes, I'll make it easy for you. I'll include all those links in the show notes. If you're an audio listener here for the program, we'll just click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you right to BrianNicholsShow.com and today's episode where you can find, yes, the entire uh, transcript of today's episode. Plus, you can find the video version of today's program, which, by the way, if you're an audio version listener, well, did you know we have a YouTube version here of the program? Make sure you head to YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell. And if you're here on YouTube, I'll do you a, a solid too. I'll include uh, the link to uh, yesterday's episode right here below. I'll see you over there. Uh, but that being said, folks, thank you for joining us on today's episode. With that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here for Senator Ted Harvey. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.